What has changed in our lives? How have we changed? What have we let go of? Or are we even trying to get back things to how they were beforehand? Hello and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good afternoon, good evening or good morning to you all. Covid created a lot of things, as well as taking others away. We have experienced lockdowns and restrictions on what we can do. Although there is a lot of topics, a variety of different viewpoints, the one fact that cannot be argued, although I'm sure some will try, is that life after Covid is different to before. This isn't that surprising, and actually it's very normal. Life now is not like it was in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. Life evolves. What is different over the last few years, though, is the pace at which things have changed. This can cause those experiencing anxiety to trigger all sorts of things. Some of us have experienced these quick changes in our lives before. When we have suddenly found ourselves at a loss of what to do, we feel stuck. Our future isn't what we expected due to the thing that has happened. So perhaps a loss of a loved one or a diagnosis of a disease or loss of a job, or perhaps the event is a good one, like meeting a partner or having a child or winning the lottery. Whether good or bad, we can feel stuck. Change can bring with it a sense of not being in control. Not that we're ever really in control, but we feel that we do. It can also bring a sense of uncertainty, decisions or choices or options or lack of them, worry, confusion, a new set of rules to work to, misunderstandings, a feeling of what now? And this adaptation and, and oh, many others. We can choose to embrace the change or we can wallow in the difficulty it brings. Both of them bring us different outcomes. I lived in Zambia a few years ago, and when I moved there from the UK, I was not completely ready for the change in environment, which is totally understandable, and I knew there were a lot of things I would have to learn. The environment and the people were very different to what I had known, and I had an open mind about all of it, but there was one thing that I found really difficult to adjust to. Having staff to do everything for me. Growing up and living in the UK, we don't have staff. Well, most of us don't. Some people will maybe employ a cleaner for a couple of sessions a week, or which I've done myself in the past, or perhaps an au pair or nanny for our children. But most of us don't have staff. What I experienced in Zambia was interesting and just showed my difference in the cultural norm. I can cook, clean, iron, make my bed, etc., and continue to do so in my little hut that I called home when I arrived in Zambia. I'd been assigned a member of staff to assist, or so I thought. I ensured that I left the place as tidy as I could each morning so as to minimise the amount of work I left my staff to attend to. I thought I was helping, but actually I was insulting. I was absolutely horrified when I found out and quickly cleared up the misunderstandings, apparently by doing it myself, the message I was giving was that my staff were not doing things to my liking, and if that was the case, they feared for their job. Their pitifully paid jobs meant that they could feed their families, 
and these were proud people, grateful to serve. So I accepted the help. I didn't clean anything, including my breakfast dishes. I didn't make my bed or iron my own clothes. For the two years I was there, I learned to adapt to a new way of living. My priorities shifted to other things. When I returned to the UK, though, seven years ago, as I record this, the new normal was that I was faced with doing my own chores and that became very unwelcome and far harder to adapt to. Giving up household chores was easy compared to getting used to doing them all again. I've never been a fan of housework. I always feel that I could be using my time in better ways, but also couldn't live with a dirty or overly messy house. So I would, of course, do things and structure it in to my my week. But I'd become lazy whilst in Zambia and getting back into the routine of cleaning, washing, iron, etc. was a real struggle. As it happened, I had no choice. And so I did it. But COVID has made me think of this and how we're all faring as we come out of the restrictions and the lockdowns. What has changed in our lives? How have we changed? What have we let go of? Or are we even trying to get back things to how they were beforehand? I not only moved house during COVID, but moved country. So for the last year, whilst the world emerged from lockdown, It has, for me, been filled with settling into a new country, continuing to work remotely and enjoying my new grandson. I also volunteer for a local group in my my area here in Spain, close to me. Their activities, like so many, took a real bashing during the last few years and some of the volunteers that were involved beforehand or during the difficulties have now stepped down, understandably. The problem is, however, no one is taking their place. This is what I've been reflecting on over the last few days and choosing to share with you today. People have adapted to a new way of life. They found other activities because they had to. People stopped socialising, stopped helping out with groups or organisations. They stopped gathering. We were all told to. They turned their attention to the things they could do. Social media, Netflix... Hobbies they could do at home, like knitting, sewing, woodworking, painting, gardening. Or they got online to learn stuff. Many people I know changed careers or did up their houses. They don't miss what they did before because they have adapted. And getting back to how it was seems to be a choice that few people are willing to make. Have we become more self-sufficient, more media-based, more insular? I know that depression and anxiety have soared during the isolation period, and not just because the media told everybody they would become depressed and anxious, but also because we have isolated ourselves from our human needs. Maslow's hierarchy of needs illustrates this perfectly. Once we have our physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, etc., which in the main we could still access during lockdown, well, once the rules settle down, We then need safety needs, so personal security, employment, resources, health, property. Some of these were disrupted during the last few years, but they are now opening up again and for most can be accessed. Then we have category three, love and belonging, which includes friendship and intimacy and family and sense of connection, that real need for sense of connection that we all have. And this was disrupted so much that we have adapted to maybe not feeling like we need those connections anymore. 
For those who suffered badly during lockdown with not seeing friends and family, the fact that you now can can perhaps relieve that suffering and you can once again feel the warmth of connection. For those of you who have either adapted to the isolation or due to your nature, you were quite happy with it, adapting to the emerging world and making connections again can perhaps feel overwhelming or even not required. When lockdown happened, we had two types of people, those that struggled and those that sought opportunities. Spending time alone when you're an introvert, for example, is fabulous. But spending time alone when you are an extrovert is painful. Today I'm speaking to those of you who have adapted to life over the last couple of years. To those that have found new things to do, new hobbies, new online socialising. Those who are content with their new lives and are not looking to go back to how things were. I get that. I understand that moving forward is what we do. Life evolves and we need to evolve with it. We're not living in the 70s or the 80s. And life is different now than it was back then. And life is very different now to what it was just three short years ago. But I ask you not to forget those people who were in your groups, your activities, your connections before the world changed. You may not need them, but they may need you. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you're there, also comment and review as it really helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would love to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or come and join us on my Facebook page, Finding Freedom Club. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club. Thank you.